Welcome to the Explosion Network's exploration of Studio Ghibli. Each week we'll be discussing one of the films from within the library of the celebrated animation studio. This is Studio Ghibli's Animated Wonders. Hello, my name is Dylan Blight and joining me to discuss today's animated wonder is Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to go down some roads. That's many roads, many, many roads. Read some wonderful places. Old roads. Old roads, country roads even. Also here, Karen Munchen. Why? Why does it have to have country roads feature so much in this movie? So, <laughs> stick, a, stick, a pin, stick a pin in that, we'll get the credits, then we'll jump straight into that, I think. So, the movie's title this week is Whisper of the Heart. It was directed by Yosh- Yoshifimi Kondo, written by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, it was based on a short-run novel, uh, manga, sorry. Um, main cast, Yoko Hona. Isi Takahashi, Ta- Takashi Tashinaba, Shigeru Muri, Shigeru Tishichi. It was released in 1995. The synopsis for the film is a love story between a girl who loves reading books and a boy who has previously checked out all the library books she chooses. <laughs> Um, I want to straight away say, um, before we jump into the country road thing, because I'm going to start with your thoughts on the movie straight away, Kieran, that I read the synopsis before watching it on um, the, the Netflix or whatever the fuck I popped up, and I went, man, that's a terrible synopsis. <laughs> like, the synopsis alone makes you go, what kind of fucking movie is this? That sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> for a movie, or like the corniest uh, daytime <laughs> kind of romance type thing. Um, and then the movie starts, and straight away i'm hearing country road and i was like wow what a meme so kira do you want do you want to explain <laughs> to everyone why me and ash are laughing so much about the fact that this film opens with not only olivia newton john's country road but then includes the song country road as an integral plot point and it's sung several times throughout by different characters and even ends the movie with a rendition of country road why is this such a, a meme to me and ash uh because i really I'd like okay I spent a large amount of time at PAX Oz 2018, stood in line in for the the event for the convention, and every all that was playing at the time for Fallout, uh, freaking Fallout 76 was coming out, and so they only played Country Road endlessly. <laughs> and I think I stood in that hall the first day for about an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty minutes. And then every the next two days, lining up again. I think on the third day, I purposely didn't go and line up because I didn't want to listen to it. And so now I have uh, I get triggered by country roads. And so, <laughs> look, let me let me set up the scene for you, ladies and gentlemen. So I started. Looked at the title. Looked at the synopsis. This. Oh God, I think this is slice of life. Okay, in for a ride here. Press play. Oh God, it's an hour and forty. This is not going to be great. Point three. Country Road starts playing. Oh no, <laughs> this could be a long night. I don't. <laughs> but- it's funny though because all of those same points I had starting a movie. <laughs> I think this is slow for life. Kieran's going to hate this. Country Road starts playing. Wow, Kieran's really going to hate this. <laughs> Despite everything this had going against it. 
I really enjoyed this movie. Like, I thought this was great. And I don't... It, it's it's. I really liked the characters in this movie. Just overall, I thought the characters were great. I liked... I, I never felt... Like, when we watched the other ones, I felt time dragging. And when we got to the end of this movie, I was like, wait, we're, we're at the end? Oh, okay. C- crap. Like... I was I was enthralled and I was really enjoying this movie. So this at the minute this is this is one of a kind slice of life top tier for me. Well, I'd say it's like less slice of life and just more yes. a uh, ro- romantic movie, like a, yes. a straight up romance yeah. kind of thing. Um, it doesn't start that way, but by the end you're like, this movie is just kind of a romance, but it doesn't yes. lead you that way directly to begin with. Um, mm. Ash, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's, I think it's very good. Uh, obviously, animation still top notch. Uh, it does take a while to get into the main story, but I, I like the slow build to, towards the crescendo towards the end. Uh, the funny thing is, this was probably like really modern at the time. This was all super relevant, and now it's very like very old fashioned and that kind of thing. Just like the basic premise of them having to pull cards out of the back of library books, <laughs> or even just libraries <laughs> in general. Uh, it is old fashioned, but yeah, it's got that nice, uh, romantic comedy esque element to it, I guess. Um, yeah, I had a good time again. An issue I'm constantly having with these Studio, studio Ghibli films kind of ends very, very suddenly like maybe too suddenly this time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had a good time. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was great, also, highly surprising. I I I wouldn't say the I wouldn't say the opening of the movie or like the first twenty minutes being I wouldn't call it a drag, but it's just kind of confusing. Whereas I feel like obviously if I rewatch the movie, I'd probably just enjoy it more knowing where I'm going with it. Whereas it wasn't that I was di- not enjoying it; I was just like, "What? Are, where am I going with this movie currently? Like, this is what are we doing? We're just look." They just throw yeah, a lot like, at you without library cards. This family's doing stuff. Like, what's this kid over here is weird? She's following a fucking cat. Like, what? What is going on? You know, <laughs> like there's there's lots of yeah. weird stuff happening. And then when when all the pieces kind of come together, um, it starts making more sense. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, well, I've been on a journey. This is great. I really enjoy these characters. I'd happily have spent more time with them. But the credits are rolling. Uh, that's great. <laughs> 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 so yeah, no, this was quite surprising. I will say the animation style, I think it's oddly not Ghibli-ish in a weird sort of way. Like it doesn't, it's it, 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 it's neither that fantastical design that we see in a lot of Miyazaki stuff and it's neither mm. the super realistic of only yesterday. And I say super realistic as in, remember how I, I pointed out in the movie, I found it interesting. They made sure to draw like the the cheek lines and all this sort of stuff. And that was its own sort of thing. Mm. This seems to remind me just of general of anime movies, anime. like yeah. less Ghibli and more just general anime, if that makes sense, you know? Mm. Um, and I also found it, I was trying to, so I looked it up cause I was trying to work out why the film spent so much time on presenting the landscape and everything. And from what I could Google and find out, I, th- I think that was trying to convey like the time period and when this movie was coming out and everything. Like it was a time when um, Tokyo was like extending, I guess, more or something like that. So uh, some sort of context context there, I guess, is 
I think it did. I think that twenty minutes. Yes, it was. It wasn't the most fast paced, and it, it wasn't to the point where I thought it dragged. But it felt very um, kind of. It was me- meandering through its kind of path. I think it does something that we've previously had problems with, where we felt very disconnected with the culture and felt very disconnected with what it's trying to portray. Um, where I think that kind of allowed us to really get into the setting and really kind of be feel more involved in what was going on at the time and the culture um so that when the characters started to develop more and it grew further we had a better understanding of what was going on in time and place yeah i i mean that's i think that's probably going to be true for most of the movies and it's just it's even it's it's really weird to say that it constantly kind of comes up because it's not like I ever watch American <laughs> animated movies. I'm like, man, culturally, there's something I don't get here. But, you know, it's just, yeah. there's way bigger difference between Australia and America, Australia, Japan, I guess. Um, so, so thematic breakdown, obviously the top one I wrote down was it's a love story, I guess. It t- and I would say it ticks the box of a uh, enjoyable love story that I brought into and was happy for at the end when they were and by the way I, d- I don't i don't think it's weird that he's like will you marry i don't say anything weird about that because for all you know they could be together and then they break up two years later and life goes on or whatever else but in that moment it's you know the young kids i and think it's whatever. even though culturally of japan it's probably very normal for somebody to ask for a hand in marriage very early on but it's almost like saying to somebody that you really care for and you've you've gotten to know over a long period of time that I'm 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 gonna marry you. Like I want to marry you. You're not asking the actual question, but you are kind of conveying the mindset that you're in. Is that yeah. this is where I want this to go and this is how serious I am about this. It's a it's a statement of commitment. Yeah. You know? I mean I think that's supposed to be marriage in, in general, but <laughs> Uh, or it could just be so that could just be lost in translation if you like it you should have put a ring on it but he just asked her to marry him instead that's like listen i don't have enough money for a ring yet but i want to put a ring on it yeah have this cat that's not even those were the original words (laughs) that's what the actual translate japanese translates as well uh, did anyone else have any did anyone have any problems with the love story and kind of how it blossoms like there's of course like the weird part where it seemingly seems like he's picking on her but then it's just I, I think that's very a, normal, though, right? That's very normal. Yeah, like that's that was. Just, a, I think he, he never was a big enough asshole that you're like, oh, fuck this guy, you know? Like, you know. it's like playful teasing at worst. Yeah. It's just it's like, funny that concrete it, roads. It's it like. comes out with you know, <laughs> like she's like, oh, I got rid of concrete road, and he's like, like, well, I kind of I liked it, like I thought it was good. It was just I was just teasing you because that's, yeah, yeah, or even just the fact that it was really nice that it was revealed that he was just as infatuated with her and had been interested with her. More so. More so in trying to find a way to connect with her to start this conversation and talking to her. I think that's really nice to not Mm. just have it in the stereotype of the girls always chasing the guy and that she it's, it's like it's always been her dream to get a chance to talk to him or whatever. It's the fact that he's been trying to do this, that he's more so been like... Yeah, we sat next to each other in the library and I, I tried to read books that I thought you would read in future so you would see my name. <laughs> and like it's all the dumb stuff the kids would have that you do to try and get a girl's mm. attention at that age. Um 
kids these days are like, how do I do that with that library card part? How does this I'm work? Gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> how do I do it with that book? Yeah. I'm going to accidentally send a winky face at the end yeah. of the text message. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to accidentally type you up. <laughs> or, or make a suggestive TikTok. That's how oh, used to do it. Uh, okay, yeah. Ashley. Um, yeah. Right, fi- okay. That's how the youths do it, right? The youths, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey I don't kids. know. I'm not part of the <laughs> not part of the use. <laughs> no, you're really not, Ashley. You are <laughs> oh. missing the ball there. Your age yeah. continues to go upwards uh, to beyond what we know. Yeah, I was. This this, this film is more accurate. To my <laughs> <laughs> you still go to the library and you're. <laughs> uh, so the second thing yeah. I had down for this was uh, passion slash dreams at a young age as a theme for it. And I want to tie in this to the, to the second theme because after I finished watching the movie, you know, doing research, looking up people for, for this, I find out that um, the director, Kondo, died like two years after the movie uh, finished up and he died of an aneurysm. And most people, including Miyazaki himself apparently, believed that it was due to stress and overworking. And this ties in weirdly to the movie when you consider the part when uh, Shizuku... Has that his name? Like Shinzuku? Shinzuku? Okay. I always Shizuku. felt like there was an N there, but there wasn't an N. No, anyway. it's, no. Um, so she spirals into overworking in the film to get her novel done. And she's not sleeping. She's staying up and all this sort of stuff. And she's going super hard to like kind of prove herself. And that leads to, I think... Not, not to give away my um my pick too much. Well, I'm just giving away my pick. I think it leads to one of the best scenes in the movie, which is when she returns to the house to give the book to the um the owner of the shop the next day, uh, his grandfather, and then she's like breaking down and she's super stressed about not being perfect. And he's like, well, you know, he's not great at violins either, but <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> look, it's all about trying and taking it slow and whatever else. So it, it's weird how this movie kind of has this whole section that's all about being super passionate and like how do you balance that and then you get this great family scene as well so the movie spends a lot of time on this as a theme like being young how do, how do you do this balancing with school work like what happens if you you're a super creative person i guess and you want to do all this and all this other stuff and he's over here and he wants to be this this expert violinist maker and you know maybe he should be concentrating more on schoolwork too who the fuck knows but then you tie that in with the fact that the director had all this going into the movie and then potentially died due to overworking um and apparently that's what led to miyazaki retiring for the first time and then he came out of it but apparently the first time he went into retirement was because he was like i don't want to end up like that and then following that he came out and he was like well i'm just gonna slow the fuck down because um, I don't do that either. And but. now he's like taking that too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to say, you're right. This is one of the movies where the, for Miyazaki, where the adults in this movie are great. Like the adults in this movie, like the parents and the grandpa are really good. In other, in a large variety of like part of the of the movies we watched so far, a lot of the adults have sucked. <laughs> like they've just, and not for a case of you know, um, from our point of view, even like fitting into their culture, they just sucked. They were. I was waiting for that conversation with the parents to turn into, no, you need to stop whatever you're doing and you need to study. Like, I was waiting for that to be, for the dad to put his foot down and say no. And that never happened. The the 
parents, both of her parents were super, in the end, were really supportive of what she was doing. They just wanted to understand what was going on. She couldn't put it into words. When she couldn't put it into words, they didn't get angry with her. They didn't try and force anything. They just said, okay, you, you do you. Like, you support yourself and be prepared that not support yourself but be prepared that this is your decision comes with consequences and things that it might not be so easy um but go with it and and even just like the older sister say hey you know dad would still want you to study like dad still wants you to study over doing this um and being able to support her and support both children um in, from different points of view from the grandpa supporting um the boy whose name has completely left my mind um that Seji, yeah um that he that i i think it's really good to show that in these movies yeah i i, I think the that dinner scene or whatever would be my follow-up probably oh i don't know top definitely top three moments for mm-hmm. sure and also just because it feels spanner in the works of what i was expecting to to go down given the genre year at least what typically happens in these scenarios um, from what i understand of typical japanese culture where i kind of expect the the father figure to always be like stern and um yeah you know do your fucking work kind of thing because that's what i'm showing in most movies or animated whatever whatever else so that's kind of what i've come to expect when it comes to this sort of stuff and instead i get this very like soft-spoken father who's like you know you need to calm down. You need to calm down. And how about we all just breathe, do some fucking ASMR. <laughs> and um, is this what you want to be doing right now? Okay, how about we focus on this and do this? No, it was, <laughs> it was really great. Um, does anyone else have uh, anything else that really comes up to say on the whole uh, passions, dreams, young age type subject thing? Because I, I think the other thing, like, I don't, like, it's I, we aim for these to be like half an hour and I could probably go longer on this because I was finding some weird connections to how her, she went super hardcore on this and she's always had this passion for writing, right? And the movie does a big thing about it, um, how she's getting bored of books and she's sort of daydreaming and you can tell that's where she is. Like her, her, her passion is in reading and writing and blah, 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 blah. And they introduce yep. this other character as passions in these other sorts of things. Yet the scene where her family like supports her, I found, I found quite odd because I was like super passionate about stuff in schools but I would, and it sounds like I'm completely shitting on my parents. Well, I'm not because it's just like the normal sort of thing, but I wasn't given that, you know, I was never given a, yeah, how about we, we can do that and just, you know, do this. It was like, no, fucking, how about we take the camera, lock it in our fucking wardrobe, lock the door, throw away the key to try and keep you away from doing this sort of stuff and go do your fucking schoolwork, which is kind of what happened to me. So I think I was drawing sort of connections and parallels and sort of stuff there because uh, to, to my own sort of life, even though it wasn't directly the same, but uh, Ash, do you have anything to? But I think that's that's kind of the dream scenario that your parents are like fully on board and back you and everything. Like, I'm sure a ton of people within that who worked on that film have similar stories and that kind of thing. So I don't think it's that surprising that it went that way. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed like the whole struggle of like I think that last bit where she's like Spartan training, trying to get that story done as quick hard as possible is super enjoyable to watch and then her i think her finally completing a challenge and then falling asleep like almost as soon as she goes back into a room yeah yeah. a nice touch like she's just been running at a thousand miles now and she finally comes to a stop and she can just like burning the candle at both ends yeah yeah. yeah, literally and i guess the only other thing to move on uh, to say on this 
somewhat tie into this with the, the whole writing aspect um, before we move on the favorite character moment type thing is this is where the cat returns <laughs> stuff kind of comes in of course which um i had no idea when we went into this movie that the cat returns was a pseudo spin-off sequel thing to this which is kind of interesting and we'll discuss that more when we get to that movie obviously um because i thought it was related to cat pass but um <laughs> so they have this it's these super fantastical elements of the movie are when she's daydreaming and playing out the story in her head of um i can't remember uh, baron whatever baron yeah the baron um trying to search after uh, his long lost lover which is like a parallel to literally several characters in the movie in different sorts of ways herself yep. the grandfather um the doll itself of which baron is based on so it, it it ties into everyone uh in interesting sorts of ways but um, I, I, f- I felt like the way they pulled off these segments, I liked the way they were done. I liked the way that how they brought the band to life and all this other sort of stuff. And now I'm going to be really interested <laughs> when we get to the cat returns to see how much it actually, like, is that movie just like in a head? Like, is there some sort of meta thing? I'm, I'm intrigued now because I literally don't know much about it, but yeah. How do you all feel yeah. about the bar? How do you feel about the Baron stuff, Karen? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. I like when, like the cat's eyes, a eh? the cat's eyes were really weird, but they were kind of cool. Just how they were like drawn or animated was just interestingly different. Um, I liked the like I like how they allowed it to have that section of fantasticalness where she was daydreaming or dreaming about it with uh, like the actual Baron character himself coming to life and being more involved. Um, I think that that shows her falling into that work and kind of that being her only focus. Um, overall, I really loved everything to do with the Baron. I loved everything to do with the actual cat in the movie. Like, I really yeah. enjoyed whatever its name was, Moon or Maku or Muta. whatever. Yeah, name it had at the time. That cat has like my energy, man. Like, just strolling, like you know, going and messing with that dog, with but not like showing any enjoyment for messing with the dog, just doing it. Like just, just pretending to be six or seven different people's cats. Yeah, exactly. Like living so the food, life. Food. <laughs> and just having those six I or mean, seven people just be like, oh, he's going again. All right. We'll see him later, I guess. Bye. Uh, yeah. Ash, how do you feel about the, the band stuff and that? Yeah, I mean it added a fun fantastical element of which it's super Ghibli esque. Um I found it interesting that she was so drawn to it to start off with. Like she's like constantly going to that place wanting to she spent a good 30 40 minutes just staring, staring at, at it. it yeah yeah it's a little bit weird but you know good weird <laughs> well i think it's supposed you know, to be like one appreciating of those, good art yeah like she she was able to stare into it and see something well, that that was her muse for the the idea of her book like that was her because hmm. like up until that point in the movie, she was so directionless and she felt so kind of lost. And I think she was drawn to that in a way that made her very like it kind of must have brought forward a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that kind of enthralled her and really made her wanted to sit there and look at it more and think more um, that she just hadn't got by looking or doing anything else recently. Uh, all right, so Ash, what would your favorite character and moment and or moment from the film be? Uh, I think the grandpa's like the best 
my favorite character in the film. Super nice, super giving and open and everything. Um, I would say probably my favorite scene is when they all join in together and sing a version of Country Road. I think that, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a nice uplifting um, moment. They all get in together playing know, the violins. Good point for the movie. The amount of different lyrics they could fit to Country Road, almost impressive. Almost extremely impressive. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive that she translated it to Japanese and it fits. That, that's hard because obviously the wording would be different. The, the rhyming system would be different. So, yeah, really good. Appreciate it. Uh, Karen, how are you? appreciate it um i really liked i liked sergi as a character like i really um appreciated him and just everything to do with him um that my favorite scene was just uh before he left to go to italy that moment in the library where he sits down in front of her and she just has no she just doesn't have any spatial awareness straight away that of what's happened or him sitting there and just just that interaction of her looking up like and him just being like, you just finish. I'll just chill here and wait for you to be done so we can talk and stuff. Like, it was just, like, he was just a very fulfilled character, which you don't normally get. He, like, he was a normal, down-to-earth character who had his own ambitions, but also was aspiring to be something more and to have this relationship as well at the same time. He was wise beyond his years. Mm, he was, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, I I don't know if it really counts as like a, a proper scene, but I, I think my favorite like five-ish minutes was just her finishing up that book, uh, that whole section towards her running up and panting up to the grandpa's house and being like, oh, you need to read it now. And then <laughs> him just being like, well, you're sitting in front of fire. She's like, no, I'm going to go downstairs. And then like how she's imagining him being there and she just waits out and all this sort of, like how emotionally invested she is in knowing that it's okay and just hearing that it's okay from him not yeah not the, when she says she's like feels it in her chest yeah totally relatable yeah i thought that was like anytime we put out any content <laughs> 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 oh actually um yeah so th- it's dulled now <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's sad that's even worse like look like, Maybe like the first episode of something new, but then yeah. You need you need a grandpa to tell you that each episode. That's why this- we put out so many podcasts. <laughs> so I can get that feeling constantly. <laughs> Seems really unhealthy. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're like episode 101 of this one. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. that was my favorite scene. Um, is, <laughs> I feel like you're slowly ruining it for me, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Uh, can I also say I love the the grandfather clock that they had in there for a little bit with like the, the princess that it turned from a princess it turned from, from, a, from sheep. a sheep to a princess every hour and then he'd pop out she on the clock end to, to look because it was a fairy a fairy princess a that turns into a sheep, sheep. which I thought was cool because like a lot of the elements in this movie is just pointing out their stories and everything kind of thing like and, mm. and especially because this story in itself is starts out as a very mundane thing and then becomes a story in itself. Like the whole movie is just about small nothings becoming stories just, and how you can find wonder in lots of things. Yeah. And for me, it was like the the epitome of that was her seeing the cat walk out of that pe- the people's house and, and just like following the kid it. being like, like like and the kid being like, oh, they're leaving again, and just her having this smile on her face that 
she like what the grandpa said uh, well it was it the grandpa or Seji said about the cat and how that story and how that cat lives its life is uh Seji yeah, said it, when she got she was waiting yes. as the cat and then He's like, oh, this name or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's not your cat. And he's like, I don't know where it lives. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it rides the train. <laughs> she's like, you're a crazy person. <laughs> no, I like the fact, also I like the fact that she like followed the cat and's like expecting it to be like a grand adventure. Yeah. And it does end up being a grand adventure kind of. Man, not the way she expected that. That cat walks for a very long time and she's very persistent and patient, man. Because I'd be like. Halfway through that, I'd be like, "Yeah, know what? Nah, fuck this. I'm yeah, especially I'm because fence. I don't think so. The movie makes sure the show it's like the, she crosses first a, a, a like chain that has a sign saying "Don't cross there," then she jumps over a fence, uh, a fence or whatever that says "Authorized Personnel Only" or whatever. Like she crosses several no go areas just following this cat with not a care in the world. She's like, "I gotta follow this cat." It's she also walks important. past the library. As well, that she was supposed to be going to. Supposed to be going to. Yeah, she's just yeah. so dead set on following this damn cat. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've followed the cat that far. You might as well keep going. <laughs> I suppose. Mm. Any, uh, any other random things? That's the lesson to take from this, ep- this episode. Just follow, follow <laughs> if you start following cats, a cat, follow cats, keep following it. Yeah. And then you'll find the love of your life. Yeah. Okay, well, let us know how you go. <laughs> Ken, did you have any last things that, that you'd want to mention? Um, no, I mean, just I really enjoyed this. It was... Uh, it was really nice, and even just like the 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 first time he she goes but to the back of the shop where the balcony is looking over um, Tokyo it was so yeah. beautiful and so well drawn. It was yeah. um, it, it you continue to be amazed by Studio Ghibli's just passion for animation and just their key to an eye to detail and everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, so that'll do it that was Animated Wonder number 9 Whisper of the Heart you can let us know what you thought of the film on Twitter if you'd like you can follow us all on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter where you can follow all of our Twitters easily there next week's film is Princess Mononoke so please watch that before next week's episode releases I will and hear us talk about it then thank you very much Ken. Um, I'm sure it will be great until next week Boy. Shouldn't be scary at all. <laughs>